and making things go boom on the gridiron is our guest tonight. The powerful force of nature that bulldozes all those that stand before him and the end zone. Please give a thunderous applause for the running back of the Chicago Bears, David Montgomery. Thanks for coming on the show tonight. For sure. No problem. Thank you for having me. Now, to kick this off, is this how you normally run through your neighborhood? Yeah, for the most part, that's how I try to run. Is it true that you're clocking in at 22 miles per hour? Yeah, on that run, I was. I was able to, uh, I was getting pulled at 22 miles per hour, and I was just uh, maintaining that speed. Dude, you're going the same speed limit as cars in a residential area. You don't need to take the sidewalk. Just take the road. <laughs> yeah, try not to get a ticket. Speaking of your speed, though, this 80-yard touchdown run you had has to go in the books. Will any touchdown ever top this? Uh, yeah, probably in the near future. But this one, like, is up there because it was able to show, like, showcase my speed that everybody thought I didn't have. Now, not only do you outrun people, you run through them as well. How do you stampede through people like this? Do do I just need to do more squats in the gym? What's your secret? Um, I don't know. That one is a, a question I cannot answer. I just got an attitude every time I run. Love it. Just do not care. You're just I'm I'm going to drive right through you. <laughs> That's the plan. Now, watching you prepare for this next season is impressive. Your agility is on another level. How do you pivot directions so rapidly like this? Uh, it's really just repetition for me. You just got to be able to just continue to do it over and over again until you get really good at it. Do you just keep doing it more and more so you can get really, really good at it? Did you just have this skill naturally as a kid, or was this just years and years and years of training to develop uh, your agility? Oh, it's a little bit of both. Um, just being able to, to, like I said, work it over and over again. But as when I was a kid too, I would do it. Um, but I just kind of like sprinkled a little juice on it to make it a lot better now. Love it. Talent and hard work coming together to make the best of you. If you were a video game character, though, I'd say you'd be Sonic. He's pure speed. He could turn on a dime. But that isn't the video game character who inspired you. Before the show, you told me that Super Mario Kart changed your life forever because it gave you the confidence to drive like Mario does in the game. What, so are you throwing banana peels on the highway? You drifting through every turn imaginable? How would you describe your driving style? Nah, my steering wheel is like, I stay at 10 and 2 all the time, but I'm not always at the speed limit, which is where Mario comes in. I mean, every Christmas is special for a child, but it's even more special when they get a video game console. Do you still remember unwrapping the very first console that Microsoft ever released? Uh, I opened that Xbox up. When I opened Xbox, that was probably the best, the best thing I ever like opened in my life, so. Was that the one present you asked for? Well, well, well me and my brothers usually just ask for clothes and stuff because we, my mom couldn't really afford it, but um, she surprised us all with Xbox and we had to share it. So the Xbox wasn't for you, it was pretty much for the whole family or just amongst your brothers? Like, how, how was yeah. that kind of divvied up? Yeah, it was for me and my brothers. So like I had, 
four other brothers in the house with me. So we just shared. We took, like, segments of time out as far as who could play the game at this time and who could. Be honest, who got more hands-on time with the, with the original Xbox? Mm, my older brother. Was it because he was just older? Yeah. I wasn't really too much tripping about playing the game anyway until I really got my own system. Now, do you remember the very first game you ever played on it? The very first game? I think I played this game called Rayman. <laughs> this floating creature. I don't know if he's like a horse or whatever. He's floating. He don't have like no, no arms. He just got hands and they float. And they go to like these whole like different kind of mazes and stuff to like try to beat the game. You get to this boss level. You got to beat the boss. It's a pretty dope game, though. It's the only game I can really remember that I'm like, I want to play the game when I get older and I still haven't played it. And, and is that the game that pretty much got you hooked from gaming from there on out? Yeah. From from there, yeah. From then on out, that game kind of got me addicted to gaming. Now, thinking of the pure joy that you got from that first console, now followed by the, um, the, you know, the Red Ring of Death that came from your second console, the Xbox 360, um, was that kind of like what killed your love for, for consoles? Or what did you end up doing for, with the 360 with the, the Red Ring of Death? Did you keep it or just let it rest in peace? Well, I at first, I was, like, very mad. So, like, I kind of had mixed emotions in my mind. So, me and my video game had a personal relationship, you know. He would talk to me, and I would talk to him. And, like, when he had the rare ring of death, I felt like he was down on me early on in my life. And I was just like, I need you. And he wasn't there for me. He died, and I couldn't be running back. So, I let him, at first, I was angry at him. Then I realized, like, everybody has their time. It, it, was like a, it was like a best friend dying, right? A best friend. And what now, what did you do after that? Did you try to go fix it or uh, just buy a new console? What, what was the move afterwards to get your gaming fix back on? Well, honestly, I probably did the worst thing. And, and if he was still here, I'd apologize to him to this day. But I, I, went, I went over to PlayStation. You went to the dark side. No, just kidding. PlayStation's great. But for those Xbox hardcore, I mean, you know, those diehard uh, Halo fanboys, you know what uh, the PlayStation means to them. Yeah, it was, it was, um, it was a rough time in my life. You know, I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do. And I was going back and forth with Xbox and PlayStation. And, you know, I figured it was time for me to turn a new leaf over in my life. So I picked PlayStation. And now from up till I got my PC, my PlayStation was my best friend. Switching from Xbox to PlayStation, did it take time for you to learn how to use that, the smaller controller? Well, it was easier because, like, I got naturally big hands already. So, like, I was, my whole hand was swallowing, like, the controller. Like, I wore a 3 x glove on the field. So... <laughs> It was pretty, it wasn't nothing too bad. Now, switching back between consoles, you eventually made the move over to PC. Uh, what was that like for you? Was that really difficult? And uh, how long were you still on console before you made that transition over to uh, the glorious PC? I was on um, console probably like two years ago. So I got my PC two years ago, like Fortnite days. And like everybody's like, you ain't got a PC yet? I'm like, nah, like what is a PC? And I'm like, I don't like need a computer. Like I got a laptop. And then I got a PC, I started gaming on I'm like, yo, this is a different world. And I got hooked very since. So I just been, I started off with a PC and I just been putting different stuff in it. Like I got a new graphics card. I started running a roadcaster. I got some, uh, I just got better stuff. I just kept adding to, um, I put more RAM in the PC, but it's been a good experience for me. I had this ups and downs. You are fully equipped with everything, my friend. And you probably noticed too, you know, jumping from the 30 frames all the way up to the, like the 144, the 240 uh, frame rate, huge difference. Yeah, that, that is insane. You're putting in some pretty intense hours into gaming. When you're in the off season, you're pouring about eight hours a day on your gaming rig. 
That's on average the amount of time a pro player puts in daily. Is all this just Warzone or what's got you hooked for these eight hour gaming sessions? We're just Warzone, really. Like I do so I tip, I do three workouts a day. So I do a workout in the morning before I play. And then I do two workouts in the evening. So like I usually break it out like four and four. And I just play my game. Um for the four hours I take a break. I can't play for eight hours straight. I can't do that. I get too tired and I get too I get aggravated when I'm not winning enough either. It's pretty dope. When I was younger, I used to do 10 to 12 hours a day, every day into Battlefield 4, man. And it was super unhealthy. I had no energy and was just eating um, uh, just Doritos and Mountain Dew. Super, super unhealthy. I'm glad I'm not doing that anymore. <laughs> I'm glad you're not eating. Now, with you being this much of a hardcore gamer, it's no surprise you're also into esports. But with all the different orgs out there, what made you become a FaZe Clan fan? Is it their content, their teams, their streaming personalities? Or a combination of everything. I think it for me it was mainly like the the streamers that they had and the, like the level of content that they had. Like it was very very um, humorous with the like the streamers that they had as far as like swag, um, merch, um, cloaky. Like when they had those when they had those guys, like you have those guys who give you good quality content and they show you like how to get better at the game. So I think like all in all, like the content great but like the way that the streamers are very interactive with the people their fans like i think it's pretty dope too base clan has to be the number one content house hands down what about nick Merckx though that has you tuning into his stream on the regular is it his brash persona him keeping things real or just his skill level uh i think his skill level and like his nonchalantness and how much fun he had playing the game like He's way older than me, but, like, I feel like he plays the game and enjoys the game, like, literally for the end. And I think that's real dope. Like, he wants to win. Of course, he loves to win. But, like, he just loves doing fun stuff. And I appreciate that. He gets so into it and is so passionate, you can tell, through his streams. Definitely. Now, uh, every episode, uh, David, we, we open up to the community. This first question comes from Jimmy Limble. Which is better, Chicago pizza or New York City pizza? Um, I'm gonna go New York. Yeah, New I'm gonna York. Go. You live in Chicago, but you can't New York all the way. Yeah, New York all the way. I'm not a big fan of Chicago pizza. It's just too much cheese. What about the deep dish? Oh, the deep dish entirely too much cheese. It leave me like with high cholesterol and diabetes. All combined. Uh, Starborn forty two wants to know how much can you squat. Uh, I think the heaviest I lifted this offseason was 605. Okay. And what about your deadlift? Uh, we don't really deadlift much, but I think like I kept at like 515 with the dead. I think you could deadlift me, dude, easily. <laughs> yeah, that's easy. <laughs> like a uh, I, yeah, I'm 145. <laughs> yeah, I'm a feather. You'll just throw me across the room. <laughs> Uh, Jeeper Creepers wants to know, who would win in a 40-yard dash, you or a kangaroo? Well, what's the average mouth rise for a kangaroo? And then we can answer that question, but I'm sure a kangaroo would probably get me. What about you or an ostrich, 40 yards? Do you think you could yeah. take him? Definitely an ostrich. Okay, now this is a tough one. You or a cheetah? I'm going to have to give it to, to me. 
<laughs> now nah, I'm playing. You're going to beat a cheetah in 40 yards? I hope nah, you have a really good start. Nah, I'm playing. Cheetah got it. Or you got to give me like a 30-yard head start. Yeah, quick enough. That's great, David. Tonight, we are going to be flying in war zone lobbies and steaming through squeakers with the help from the man himself, Nick Merckx. David, you excited to squat up with Nick in Warzone tonight? Definitely. Too bad, man. You're just stuck with me and our producer, who's also named David. So the comms are about to get really weird tonight. For sure. I'm ready. Let's turn it up. David, strap on your helmet and headset. It's game time. You've just heard a small excerpt from Travis Cochran's talk with NFL running back and Chicago Bear David Montgomery on The Gamer Hour. To listen and see the full interview, including gameplay with our guest, visit thegamerhour.com.